hope you're doing well. I'm Michalis Goudis and this is Making a House a Home, the podcast of Housing Europe, the European Federation of Public, Cooperative and Social Housing. We're back with yet another episode of our series around the housing aspect of the coronavirus crisis. We're addressing a number of questions that are probably in your mind as well, with one special guest each time. Today we're making the link with the European Commission flagship initiative, the EU Green Deal and the so-called renovation wave that is envisaged to improve the condition of Europe's building stock. Kieron Kaff is an Irish member of the European Parliament with the Greens and is currently busy being the rapporteur of the much-expected report maximizing the energy efficiency potential of the EU building stock. This is supposed to set out the view of the Parliament on most aspects of energy efficiency in buildings while also making concrete suggestions for the content of the renovation wave. We asked Karen to have a Skype call to discuss the new COVID-19 reality that is taking shape and how this will influence the priorities and objectives of the EU Green Deal. What needs to be changed in the way we approach energy efficiency in our buildings? We have also asked Karen how this report aims to address the different segments of the housing market and we concluded our conversation wondering whether the EU Green Deal and the renovation wave can actually become the EU's 2020 Marshall Plan. Stay with us to find all the answers. Many things have changed since the European Commission announcement of the EU Green Deal. How do you think this new COVID-19 reality that is taking shape uh, will influence the priorities and the objectives of this flagship initiative? Well, I think the uh, COVID-19 crisis uh, has introduced a dramatic shock to the world's economy. Um, But I think the European Green Deal needs to be at the forefront of the post-crisis recovery. Uh, I think the lockdown um, from the crisis, where more than ever people are spending time at home, it shows us that our homes need to be more energy efficient uh, and have access to renewable energy sources. And I I think the Green Deal will provide an enhanced investment programme to create decent decent quality buildings um, and efficient systems for the production, distribution and reuse of energy, food and services. And I think all of this will revive the stagnated economy after the crisis is over, and it will improve the resilience of the European Union to health, to the economy and to the emergencies that we may face in the future. But I think, you know, the the facts around the European Green Deal don't go don't go away. We continue to be in a climate crisis and the the science is becoming clearer by the month and a European Green Deal can both improve the quality of people's lives, provide employment and reduce the risk from climate as well. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty about where we go from here. And there's a lot of different stakeholders with proposing different approaches to how we get the economy going again. But I think a lot of people are saying we shouldn't go back to business as usual. We Mm. need to change trajectory and we need to redirect our funding priorities and that's i think where the the green deal comes in and i think in particular to to pair up the climate emergency with a just transition we can see that investment in the right kind of buildings in improving the buildings we already have uh, improving their energy efficiency that that can be at the heart of what we do. Mm-hmm. 
indeed so many things have changed it wouldn't make any sense to go back to business as usual <laughs> i think um, you're currently preparing a european parliament on initiative report on maximizing the energy efficiency potential of the eu building stock uh, what do you think needs to be changed in terms of the way we approach energy efficiency in our buildings well i think we're seeing quite a few new buildings that have uh, very high near zero energy ratings but they tend to be typically in the commercial sector uh, for large companies. Where we need to do the heavy lifting is in the residential stock, and particularly the buildings that are housing those who are on low incomes. I mean, the, the overall rate, the annual rate of renovation in Europe is under 1% a year. But if we want to be climate neutral by 2050, we need to treble that rate of renovation. So we need a big boost to renovation uh, and invest perhaps as much as 75 billion of European money every year. And I think there's a crucial role for the European Union, along with the European Investment Bank, to put that money into renovation. And I would argue that that will provide jobs at every level, from the professional mm -hmm. sector to the tradesman, uh, man or woman level as well. So we see an amazing opportunity to improve the quality of people's homes, but also to bring the employment that we need so dramatically as we recover from the COVID-19 uh, crisis. And, you know, it's not just about the European Union. I mean, we can hopefully use the European Regional Development Fund, but I think all the financial institutions in Europe, the European Central Bank, the European Investment Bank and the private sector, can help us on this journey because we need to make renovation attractive to both citizens and to um, uh, building owners. And if we show people a pathway to how this can be done, we'll have warmer homes that have lower fuel bills and it'll help the environment as well. So I, I'm certainly working on how to make this happen at a European Union level. We need to bring in the member states. We need to bring in the regional and the local authorities. But if we do this right, we have a golden opportunity to address energy poverty. And I think that to me would be the key success of a European Green Deal, a deal mm -hmm. that would be helping all members of society. A social Green Deal indeed. So public, cooperative and social housing providers manage around 10% of Europe's housing stock uh, while carrying out a significant part of the overall investment in energy efficiency. How does your report address the different segments of the housing market? You mentioned already uh, something around that. Well, I, I think we have to make sure but that both the private and the public sector are playing their part. Uh, and we will need a menu of different incentives for each area. Uh, we looked at the different member states um, and we looked, for instance, at a scheme in the Czech Republic known as New Green Savings, and that provides state support for private homeowners to renovate their own, uh, their own building, their own home. And there's also the, there's also the energy sprung in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's really important that we get the private sector on board to reach our climate goals. I mean, in some ways, it'll be easier to get to the public sector side of things. It's a smaller amount of the European building stock. And I think it will be easier 
in some ways to access funding uh, from uh, European banks. But we really have to ensure that both sides are playing their part. And I think we may need new legislation as well, because the annual rate of renovation is very low compared to the goal and the targets that we want to meet in both 2050 and uh, 2030. One way we could do this is ensure that when we provide European regional development funding, ensure that each country puts building renovation and the improvement of homes into its operational programs at a national level. Uh, and certainly I think there's scope to work with the European regional development funds, which are quite significant to make sure that homes in southern and southeastern Europe really benefit and are brought up to a near zero energy rating. Mm -hmm. I think you have sort of addressed this point already, but uh, let me put it directly to you so that we can conclude this uh, conversation like that. Do you think that the investment in energy efficiency and behavioral change with regards to energy can become, has the potential to become a vehicle for a broader change in our communities in the post-coronavirus era? I mean, in other terms, can the EU Green Deal and especially the renovation wave become a sort of EU's 2020 Marshall Plan? I, I think it can. And I think um, the beauty of the Marshall Plan was that it was a pan-European initiative and it brought a sense of solidarity into the mm. recovery that mm -hmm. followed the dark days of the Second World War. Uh, in a month in which we have seen tens of thousands of Europeans lose their lives, I think there is a huge, overwhelming need for solidarity at a European level. And that solidarity will mean helping out the least capable of helping themselves. And we've seen, even before the coronavirus tragedy, we have seen concerns around the gentrification and the renoviction of neighbourhoods, mm -hmm. simply driven by globalisation, by investment capital. Um, and we need to turn that around to help people in energy poverty. We have to look at it through the gender lens and ensure that women and girls benefit and are not marginalized. And we have to reach out to groups who often do not benefit. Uh, I mean, yesterday was uh, a day of solidarity with the Roma people. And for mm -hmm. uh, ethnic groups like the Roma, uh, for people who are often uh, isolated or um, living in energy poverty in countries around Europe, we need to make sure that they benefit from this. And there are so many people, there's 98 million people living in energy poverty, uh, and we need to make sure that they benefit as well from that. And if we do this correctly, I think it will not only give that sense of Europe, a boost to European solidarity, it will bring us back the jobs that we've lost so rapidly uh, in, over the last month. So I think it can be a win-win on those two issues and also tackle the, the climate emergency that has been declared in recent months at European, national and local levels. And on that positive note, I think is the best way to, to leave it here. Dear Kieran, thanks a lot for your time. Absolutely. Thank you. I really appreciate that. This has been episode three of our special COVID-19 series of Making a House a Home podcast. Stay tuned for the next one on iTunes, Spotify and all other podcast platforms and apps. 
and of course on our website www.housingeurope.eu where you can also find the coronavirus blog under housingeurope.eu slash COVID-19. Do you have any particular issues you would find interesting to be featured in this podcast? Then uh, you can always contact us at communications at housingeurope.eu or on Twitter at housingeurope. Michal Kudis has produced and moderated this podcast. Until next time, take care.